Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 139. 139, that's good stuff, huh? We have just been cranking through these things over the last year in some bit. Uh, so excited that you are listening in today. Hope you're doing well wherever you're at, whatever time of day it is. And this today is December 21st. We are heading in and are in this Christmas season where we, uh, where we, Friday will be Christmas Day. And uh, this, this time of year always comes with a bunch of mixed feelings. Patty and I have realized as we've been talking, Patty's my wife, that we're not Christmas people. Um, not that we're not birth of Jesus people. Uh, I'd say we're not necessarily Christmas people. I th- and I think a part of it is, is there's a bit of fatigue by the time we get into the Christmas season. You know, we got Halloween. We've got three birthdays between October and November, or four birthdays, to be honest, between September, October, and November. So the vast majority of our home, all their birthdays are in September, October, and November. And then you roll into Christmas, you're like, gosh, another thing, you know? And so I don't get excited about putting up lights and decorations and Christmas music and that whole thing. And I'm like, what's that all about? And uh, so it's an interesting time of year for me and also for the Goki family. But our kids are like stoked. Like they're so excited for Christmas, so excited for this time of year. And I'm like, I want to get pumped on it. But to be honest, like I'm not an Ebenezer. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, and I think it's (laughs) I think it's because I'm like exhausted, exhausted from all the parties and all the celebrations. And I'm kind of like a celebration guy. Like I totally dig it. I think it by Christmas, I'm just a little bit worn out. I'm sure there's some family history stuff in there. I'm sure there's some deep trauma somewhere in the midst of all that. All that to say is Merry Christmas. I hope you are doing well. I hope this time of year is fantastic for you. And I hope, unlike me, uh, that this time has been a, a, a time where you don't feel necessarily fatigued. Maybe you're looking forward to rest. Maybe you're like, I get a few days off. I can take a breath. You know, maybe it's just slowing down with family and celebrating. I hope that's what the season is for you. Now, full of gingerbread cookies and all kinds of delicious Christmas dinners and presents and family and fun. I hope that is what this week is for you. Uh, just a reminder, uh, j- we're going to do, uh, I'll do today and then uh, we'll do Wednesday. And then we're going to take a break for a couple weeks and I'll come back in the new year and we'll rock and roll with some new episodes. Uh, thank you for those of you who continue to listen really, truly appreciate it. Really appreciate your support. Those of you who continue to give uh, on Patreon online, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional, you can give a, 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 a donation there, a monthly donation to continue this podcast. So for those of you who have done that, thank you so much for the support. Really appreciate it. And for those of you interested, you just go to Patreon and you can dial that in and it is much appreciated. All right. We are in our Proverbs series. We're going to end today, although there are many more Proverbs. I'll be pulling those all through uh, the 2021 podcast season, Uh, but uh, I'll end the ones that we've done in in a row, um, starting uh, ending with this one today. And it's a good one. Proverbs 18.10 says this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Maybe before I move on, just go, ah, I need that. (laughs) And then it ends like this. The righteous man 
runs into it and is safe. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Um, it's all these years. So I've been taking people to India for about 12 years. I think somewhere 11, 12 years. I've been taking people to India and I really love it. It's honestly one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. I love taking people to India. I love exposing them to the culture. I love the shock that the culture gives to them. I like the food. I like the experience. I like the traffic. I like all, you know, the people and what they learn. I love the soul talk that we have. I love the way that God reveals himself to people. Um, I actually love the travel. I love the the plane ride there. I, I, I like the going from airport to airport. I dig it all. I love the whole thing. Um, what I have noticed over the years as I have uh, led these trips is that I'm really good with the adventure part. I'm pretty good with helping people contextualize and understand. And as I've grown in my understanding of American culture and Indian culture and bring those two things together, I, I'm pretty decent at that. I am not good at being aware of the dangers that happen as you travel halfway around the world. Like, for instance, like not everybody makes it on the tram or, you know, so-and-so didn't bring their passport. Like, I'm just completely unaware of that. I'm completely under, uh, unaware of the fact while we're in country that things could go bad, you know, that there, things could go squirrely. And, and I'm just unaware of it. And in that way, I'm just not a great leader. When it comes to those kind of things, I'm just kind of unaware. Um, I'm not necessarily thinking the highest value for me is not necessarily thinking, I hope everyone's safe, right? That, it's not my highest value. It's not that it's not important. I know it is. It's just not my highest value. So over the years, what I have learned is to bring safety people with me. Um, and they are such a gift. I mean, such a gift to that they go on these trips and they go, oh, Jeff, did you know that? They're the, and they're walking through like the security lines and making sure everyone has buddies and, and that, you know, if you go to the bathroom, you don't just go alone. You have somebody with you. Like when you're in country, you keep those, you know, like they're completely aware that this could go bad or the situation seems sketchy. I don't have that, but these people see that. And as a result of that, the team has become dependent upon these people to keep them safe. To keep to, to go, these are the people we're going to talk to if we have a concern and go, hey, does this feel safe? Right. I remember this one time we were in country and we went into this village in, outside of the skirts of Padapuram, which is a place in southern India. And we showed up and we had uh, a, a few public servants, uh, a, couple, a police officer, a fireman on the trip, actually two policemen, uh, a policeman, a policewoman and a fireman on the trip. And we walked in this village, and and it, I thought it was fine. I thought everything was great. But they came to me and said, hey, something doesn't feel right. Sure enough, it was a little funky. And we got every, loaded everybody on the bus and, and took off. And I was like, I was completely unaware of that. So these people are the people that they're jumping into and feeling security, but not so much uh, myself. And it's interesting, you know, even reflecting on India and I start reflecting on uh, for my uh, about my whole life. And I realize that maybe for most of my life, I've been fairly 
unaware of myself, uh, which is, by the way, a super fun thing to find out in your your 40s that you've been completely unaware of yourself. I, you know, I've kind of been running through this life and running through this world, you know, trying to cling to things in order to feel safe, right? Kind of like what people would do on those trips. They would just cling to the security people and those people made made, made them feel safe, not me. Right. So I was just kind of running through life, clinging to things to feel, you know, safe. I I cling to a job. I cling to a title. I cling to a position or power or progress. And I could go on and on and on and on. I would just cling to these things and they would make me feel safe. Uh, But what's interesting, as I started entering into my 40s, I, I realized how exhausted I was and not physically exhausted. I. It, it takes a whole lot for me to get physically exhausted, but kind of like spiritually exhausted, kind of emotionally exhausted. But I, I didn't have the language around that or even how to, how do you talk about that? What does that even mean? But I realized I was exhausted and I just had a hard time figuring it out. And what I realized was this, and this is a part of what I've been working through the last three and a half years is like I have been clinging to all these other things. And hoping that they would fulfill me, hoping they would bring safety in my life. And I wasn't truly, truly, truly clinging to Christ. Um, Do you feel the same? Maybe you resonate with a part of my story and start going like, man, that sounds really familiar. You know, it's interesting listening to people during this period of time, uh, this pandemic that we're in. And honestly, I'm like kind of over that word. It's a real word. It's a real situation. It's so hard for a lot of people. But listening to people talk about it um, is very, very interesting uh, to me. You know, it's like our souls are being put on display for the world to see what we really, what we really value, what's really most important. You know, life was kind of going along. And then all of a sudden the proverbial rug got pulled out from underneath of us. And when that happened, all of our hope and security, what we really hoped in, what we had security in, it got exposed. Like it got really exposed. And all of a sudden, our souls are on display, and, and we're kind of unaware of the fact that that's actually happened. And so what Solomon's trying to do is he's trying to address that, because he's going to start talking about the righteous. He's going to talk about where security is actually, and safety is actually fine, uh, actually found. And, and so he turns our attention to something really, really important, to what the righteous do. What do the righteous do? In, in, in 2020, in a pandemic, in, in, a, in social unrest, in political unrest. Like, what do the righteous do? They run to the Lord, their strong tower. But as interesting is the way I think many people read this passage. It's like it's conditional. You know, for instance, I, I need only to run to the Lord uh, when things get hard. False, right? Like, it's almost like we read this passage in really difficult times and we go, yeah, I, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Like, it's, like it's, it's based on, and this is a re, what this passage is trying to go is like, this is a day in and day out reality. It's not talking about running to him just when things are hard. It's going, the righteous have set their entire lives. They've centered their entire lives around 
who God is and what he's calling them to do. Therefore, when difficult things arise, they don't fall apart. This is so unbelievably eye-opening. I can't express enough how important this is. I can't express enough how important this is to you and I. What I have found in myself and what I have found with a lot of people is they run to God when things get hard. They start praying a ton when times get hard. When they get sick, they pray. They start praying to God. You know, they start begging for God. They start asking God, where is he? And God, would you show up? But then in times of prosperity, when things are going really great, they're like, they just forget. They don't feel like they need to run. And what, what Solomon's pointing us to is the righteous have anchored their lives in who God is. And as a result of that, that impacts both the good times in their lives and the bad times in their lives. There's, there, there's this equality, a situational equality that is found when we center ourselves around Christ because our situations around us don't define what, what, what we find safety and unsafety in. No, we find security and we find safety in who God is. It becomes this day in and day out, moment after moment reality in which we've centered our lives around his character. And as a result of that, in good times, he's our safety. In bad times, he's our safety. It's not conditional. And I think we need to confront ourselves with that truth. Where are we at in the midst of that? Do I only run to him when things are hard? Do I only beg to him and cry out to him and pray for him when things are difficult? Or do I have that same posture when things are awesome and doing great? This is what's happening to so many people. They're conditional in the way that they are approaching God. Because they have linked their identities to the things of this world instead of the creator of the world. So the creator, you know, it's just like, for me, as I start thinking about working through, Jeff, this is what you've been doing. This is what you did for most of your life. And what ended up happening is we, I fell apart. And so many people fall apart when difficult times arise, right? That's why what we really value, what really matters is, you know, our identities wrapped around a political system or around a movement or around, you know, our social construct, whatever those things are. And so when those things get, you know, the right, the wrong candidate gets in office, everything falls apart because my security and my safety was found in them. It wasn't found in who God is. But what do the righteous do? The righteous constantly feel safe. They constantly feel safe. They have a peace. The the word in Hebrew, shalom. They feel a peace that passes all understanding because that peace is found and that safety is found in God. Because where you find security is what you value most. And I think that's really convicting. And so the question I have is, is your security found in Christ or something else? Father God, continue to expose us continue to expose that consumeristic urge (laughs) to only need you when things are hard. Teach us to need you every day, every moment, to thank you, to bring you glory in the way that we live our lives. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe 
is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.